It's your frustration at, I don't want to stand there. I don't care. Stand there. Fine. I'm standing here. People are like, oh, endlessly watchable because it's real, right? Because you've informed what's really going on with you. That's, that's it. If, if, if I were to say what true creativity is, it comes from the, the contrast, the conflict of things that come from a real place. The ownership of that is what anybody wants to watch. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Way of the Artist podcast. Once again, coming at you from Isolation Town, pop like uh, location the world, really. <laughs> <laughs> location my living room. Yeah, location everyone's living room, office, whatever it is. Uh, hope everyone's doing well out there, keeping safe, uh, being smart. <laughs> During this time, always a good thing. Uh, we've got a guest on the show who's uh, who's a friend of ours, who's a super talented guy. Uh, he's a screenwriter extraordinaire, <laughs> Scott Smith. He's shaking his his head right now at, at the at the praise, but he's a fantastic guy, and we're happy to have him on the show with us. We're gonna get into perhaps some of like uh, our creative laws, things that are going on presently that are relevant to, to all of us, I suppose. Um, but uh, Scott, thank you very much for, for being on the show with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. So Scotty, mm-hmm. first question out of the gate, man. How'd you get here? How'd you end up here on this show? <laughs> well, what have you been doing with yourself? Oh, um, how did I get here? I got two talented friends <laughs> who, are, who are blazing a trail and said, come on, come share an episode with us. Um, no, I've just been finding my way, finding my way, going from somebody who didn't really know much about screenplays to somebody who's working to find their own voice, you know, and uh, write what excites them and not be critical of it. Hmm. Mm. And uh, that that was a loaded comment, (laughs) but let's carry on. Well, um, Sarah, what we, you did a podcast and we were back in the B and E podcast back in the early days. Um, Evan and I were just having conversations really as artists trying to figure out, you know, how to balance artistry and industry. And you did an interview back then when we were talking about that kind of stuff. And now we're talking more about, you know, kind of, more about the the artist process and how everybody finds their own way and their journey. And something that I, I don't think we really got a chance to ask you on the last show was like, how did you find your way to screenwriting? How, like what's the, what's the journey? Because, you know, like there's a lot of people out there who maybe, you know, don't know if they can be writers. And like, I know a little bit about your story and how you got there. And I feel like I was a bit a part of it, but like, how did everything happen for you to get yourself to the point where, you know, you're like seriously putting yourself in the ring as a contender to be a, uh, you know, professional screenwriter. Good question. So, um, I always knew that I wanted to do something creative in my life. Um, always. And it was just a lot of trial and error. It was, I tried acting for a lot of years and I tried, you know, I bought, I bought drums, I bought bass, I bought guitar, I, I drew, um, I did a lot of things and you just kind of wait and see what lands with you. Um, but it was, it was screenwriting that I, that I landed on. And with each one of these things, I would, I would do it for a while. And then you just kind of check in with yourself and, there was always a point where it was kind of like, eh, I don't think this is for me, but it never happened with screenwriting. Um, I've always loved movies. I've always loved story. I see things very visually, which I'm, I'm very lucky to have that. Um, and, and the idea of 
like being an actor was, I don't want to be in front of the camera a ton. I don't mind acting a little bit here and there. What, here's the thing. It's not to say that I couldn't have done any of those other things. I probably could have done any one of them. But the one that really landed was screenwriting. And it just kind of hasn't ever gone away. And so I thought, okay, well, why don't I try and write a screenplay? And when I completed it, it was like, yeah, that was awesome. It was really difficult, but I felt a real sense of fulfillment that I never felt at the end of doing any one of those other activities. So I just kind of kept at it and it just feels natural, you know? Right. So when you were kind of going on this journey, you were exploring a lot of different things, like you're exploring some music, picking up instruments, you're doing acting. Uh, were I'm interested to know if some of those things that you pursued, some of those were those cure, like things that you were legitimately curious about doing, or were some of those like in retrospect things that you kind of pursued because you thought it was something that you should pursue? No, it, it was just trying to find the best way to express. And it, each one of those things that I picked up, it was definitely something that I felt inside that I needed to try. It was very much like, okay, that didn't work. I wonder, hey, self, what do you think should be next? And then come up with an answer, right? I, I even yeah. put together a, a voice reel for voice acting. Um, yeah. Which, again, which <laughs> I could probably do it if I knew the right people, but it just <laughs> didn't give me the same feeling I get that, that I do when I'm writing, when I'm really just creating, you know? Yeah, that's, mm. that's great, man. Because I think so many people are out there and they're like, they have a creative voice. They have something they want to express, but they haven't found their medium. And I think finding your medium, sometimes people just land on it right away and they're just kind of lucky. Like that's just kind of, oh, this works for me and I like it and I want to do more of it. And some people, they kind of do that. They go from like painting to music to something else entirely. Um, I know for me with film, it's been an interesting journey because I started as a director and then I kind of began to fall into acting and then acting became a focus. And then later on I became really focused on screenwriting and now I'm all the way back at directing. But I was kind of like, wow, like all those things actually made me a better director and really directing is the thing I like the most. But I'm glad I did all those other things because they inform my directing. They make me a way better director. Um, and even still, I mean, I think creativity is one of those things where, you know, or expression, at least, you find your way, right? And it's cool that you just kind of had things that you were, I don't know, interested in and you and you check them out and see where they well, lead to. It goes to one of your laws, experiences, right? So the more experiences you have, like you said, the more informed you are. Like it, it sounds to me like you were supposed to go through those, that cycle, through that journey of things, because now as you're coming back to where you're supposed to be, you now know how to relate to an actor. You know how to relate to a screenwriter. You know how to relate as a director. You know, it's, it's, um, it's important to have those experiences, you know? So how have, how have some of those experiences, like, is there any ways that you're really consciously aware of, of how your experiences as an actor or exploring music, exploring these different things, how have those things influenced you as a writer? Oh, okay. Good question. Um, I would say the, the, most, the most prevalent way is that feeling that you know you're onto something, right? So when I was doing all of those things, what I learned about myself was like, yeah, okay, this is all right. I could probably continue this, but I'm not feeling that burning desire, that creative fire to do this. And sometimes when I'm writing, at least the way I write right now, which we'll get into later, when I get into a scene and I'm, and I'm flowing, it is, it's the same feeling that I got when, when I got turned on to, to screenwriting. It's just like that, that creative fire just burns and it just makes you want to do it more and more and more and before you know it, you're furiously typing and <laughs> I just, I can't get that anywhere else. So I would have to say that um, while doing all of those other endeavors, they gave me a, an appreciation um, for how hard those things are for people who are doing really well in those things or choose those vocations. Those are really, really hard. But for me, it's just really locked me into knowing in my gut that feeling that, yes, this is true for me or no, this, this isn't, you know? 
Yeah, I think you raise a good point. You know, if you try out a bunch of things and you find out some things are not really your expression, then when you actually find something that's your expression, it makes more sense because you know what isn't. So, and they say that's that's common in a lot of things. Like when you know what doesn't work or you know what it isn't, you have, you're more uh, likely to find what is, right? And you, you often don't know what, you don't know what your passion is as much as you know what it isn't. And through knowing what it isn't, then you find out what it is. Um, Absolutely. And then yeah. it gives you a gauge. It gives you a, a, you know the feeling in your gut. Because I think it's important that everybody follows their gut. And you may not know, am I right? You know, you're, you're taking a chance at the leap of faith, right? But you hang out with yourself enough, you learn to know like, yes, I can trust this feeling. This is a true feeling, you know? So it gave me a gauge with which to, and so now when I'm writing, it's just like, you know what? I'm not feeling this. Why am I writing this? You know, I, I need to find my own way into this. So it, it's helped me really write things that excite me instead of just well, and, writing and something that I Let's think. get into that a little bit, you know, because I've done a lot of screenwriting myself. Um, how, so how has your writing evolved since we last talked to you? Because like, you know, I know you've gone through a lot of changes as a writer, you know, the way you initially wrote versus how you write now. So what, what's evolved over this last, I mean, a couple of years, really two or three years, probably. Um, finding my voice, um, not just what excites me, but, but the way I write the words I use, the diction choices that I make. Um, it, I've also learned, um, that I'm, I'm much more of a, I'm much more of a, a structured writer than an intuitive writer, right? So I, I feel like it sounds formulaic, but it feels like I could come up with a really good story based on a couple of different outlines that I use to mix together. And it makes me want, if I'm excited at the end of that, it makes me want to write it. But, but what I really know is that I don't know if I know how to write strong enough characters. I need to write characters that, that lead, that, that make authentic choices and I'm not just shoehorning them into a, into a plot, right? So that's something that I'm going to be working on moving forward. But right now it's just finding my voice, finding, finding that feeling in my gut that, that goes, yeah, something here needs to be told. I need to write this. You know, before when I was, when I was on your last podcast, it was, it was very much like, well, I just got to write, you know, I think this would be cool. I think that would be cool. I think people would really respond to this. And, and I've just learned that I have to write for myself, you know, write something that I want to see. And if I want to see it, then chances are that will come across in the writing. And if that lands with people, great. And if it doesn't, well, Hey, it's all an experiment, right? Wow. That's, um, that, man, there's so much in everything that you just said. There's so much in everything that's been said over the last little bit, you know, like I love everything that you're saying about, like, you know, we talk a lot about like following curiosity, um, around here and how like following curiosity is oftentimes an irrational thing. Um, but it will always lead you to whatever's next and whatever's next after that and whatever's next after mm -hmm. that. Um, but it's interesting because you've, you've said numerous times already in this conversation, feeling, you've talked a lot about the feeling, but you still, uh, think of yourself as like a very structural type of writer. But I, to me, it seems like you are actually a very intuitive kind of writer because you're working from an emotional space. So like, how do you, um, where do you find a balance between that, that feeling space and then this structural tool element that you, that you feel you need to work with? Well, I think there's, there's a couple of, different kinds of feelings, right? So there's the feeling that you're onto something and then there's writing from a place of feeling, right? So, so when I structure, I've, I've done a lot of research on structure. I've, I've read a lot of books. I've, I've listened to a lot of talks. I've tried out a lot of things and I feel like, I felt like I had, <laughs> tell me if you felt this before, I felt like, <laughs> I've got it. This is it. This is yeah, yeah. my structure. I, I can play within this structure and I can, I can create anything that's completely nuanced, but it's within this kind of structure. And then it was like, I have no idea what the characters would do. 
And it was, so it's about, I need to learn how to turn off the, the structure side of the brain. I need to learn to turn off that, that part of the brain that goes, oh, this would be cool. Well, how can I do this in an unexpected way? And what I need to do is I need to write like a 10-year-old kid who doesn't care what anyone thinks and just discover these characters. So, so the second kind of feeling is, 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 is writing from a place where you're completely writing for you. You do not care. Like if you're writing something and you're like, I don't care if this sucks. I don't even care if this is boring. I don't care if this is redundant. It doesn't matter. This is my way into discovering who these characters are. And I get the feeling, <laughs> here we go with feeling, <laughs> I get the feeling that at some point it's just going to click. Because I haven't, I don't feel like I've got there yet, but it's going to click when a character starts to tell me what they're going to do. And then it's then it's trying to find the, the right way to align those things. So one of the ways that that, that I look at it is when you're on and you're writing and it's a great writing day, it's like, it's like the story needs to go here and you really want to write here and your characters want to go this way. Then there are those days where the story needs to go here, but the character wants to do this, but you want to write that. That's awesome. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's trying to marry those three things into something that's organic and real and believable that the characters would do but that the story kind of needs yeah so well let's talk about that so you know um when you're having a good writing day i love the way everything is aligned the characters want to do what the story says they need to do and you want to do it as a writer so that's the perfect day the off day is characters want to go left story wants to go right and you want to go straight or backwards right so um the the whole thing about let's talk about a bad writing day. Look, we call it quote, I'm using air quotations, bad writing day, because I think a lot of people, when they face the blank page, they, they don't know how to even have a good writing day. Right. Um, one of the things that like I've written so much now, I've written for like seven years straight, just as an exercise, let alone Insane. the 20 years that I've written. <laughs> but like, I got this point where, you can't stop me from writing. Like there's nothing in the world that could stop me. Like you could give me a stone and a rock. I'll still write a story. You know, like I trained myself to do that. What I'm curious about is your process on a bad writing day. Cause like, obviously good writing day is a good writing day. You just sit down, you do your thing. It's perfect. Everything works. You just go into flow. What do you do? What are your strategies when character wants to go one way story, another, and you an entirely different way? How do you deal with that? And how do you move forward as a writer? Well, good question. Um, if I'm actually in the act of writing a screenplay, I just keep writing. I just don't judge it. And I just keep writing because I've, I've trained myself to believe that any day spent writing is a good writing day, especially on those days where everything's all over the place and you get something done. You may not believe in it. You may not like it, but you got something done and you push through. And that's something that a lot of people just won't do. Um, but if I'm still in the conceptual stage and I'm still, um, developing the story and the plot and the characters, then often what I'll do is I'll, I'll ask myself, which of those three is really not in alignment today. And then I'll, I'll dive into that one in hopes that I get some kind of understanding. Right. So if, if I need this and I feel like writing this, but I'm just like, that just doesn't feel right to the character. It just doesn't feel right. I'll do some more character work. So I'll, I'll, I'll write in a, there's this great book um, that I write from sometimes. It's called uh, The 90 Day Screenplay. And it's by a guy named Alan Watt. And he, he has a, a number of questions. But what he, what he has you do is write in a journal, in a journal form from one of your characters. So he would like throw you a question like, what's your happiest childhood memory or something and it might be for your protagonist and your antagonist and i just find that by diving into something like that that you get a a better exploration so so when i'm doing that um i wrote for this antagonist one time and the antagonist of my last uh, screenplay and i was i wrote the protagonist stuff i got into his headspace 
and then I switched. And when I was done, I was like, God, that guy's horrible. Like he's horrible. Like he's an evil, evil dude. And it felt creepy that I could like, it was really bad bile stuff that this guy was thinking. And it was weird that I could, I could come up with that because it really came out of me. And it was like, really? I don't, I think that stuff's like, I don't agree with any of that, but it was <laughs> character. Yeah. And that's a win. So yeah. you try and take something like that and you inform it and you go, okay, where does that fit within what I'm writing? And you just kind of try and marry them. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but at least you did some work and, and hopefully well, there's a lot of relationship right there. Yeah. Finding, finding a relationship between two things and seeing if there is something more than just yeah. the two things of themselves. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's like, like you, Scott, you're some of what you're saying, like, it's like, you know, there's these surprises that, that come out of these processes sometimes. And it's hard to necessarily understand where exactly it's coming from. Uh, what you're saying, it reminds me of um, at the end of uh, last year, I was, I was doing this play. And I remember during rehearsals, the director was asking me to, do a certain thing like he was he was blocking me a certain way he's like you know i want you to like come over here and stand here and i want you to you know i want you to interact with with a person like this and and i was had a conversation with him i was just like i i'm like honestly like this just feels like because what's going on for me internally during this it feels completely wrong and he said well then play it that way but do what i asked you to do And I thought it was so, so interesting because he was like, you can play, he was like, you can play against the way that I've directed you. But he's like, but there was, so he, it it was something I'd never considered before. I was like, because it was like, you're saying, it's like, these things felt like they were going in different directions. Like, well, like for me, it's truthful for me to go this way. But for the director, it was like, this needs to be this way. And then it created an interesting tension in that particular moment because it's just like, no, oh, I can, I can actually still play it the way that I'm playing it, but it just gives it an interesting flavor because it has to take this direction as well. That's yeah, awesome. That's, <clears throat> that reminds me a lot of like, okay. uh, I don't mean to cut you off, Scott, but no, no. it reminds me a lot of indie filmmaking. Like there's these times where you just lose the location. Happened to me on so many films I've made. And it's just the part of dealing with the low budget, you know, and you just have to work with it. But it's interesting because you get thrown into a location or you get thrown into something that seems less ideal. And then all of a sudden, uh, because of that, it created something you didn't expect. And often that's the most interesting thing. So one of the things I love about indie film and that low budget filmmaking is that just the profound things that can kind of come out of not getting what you want because <laughs> you just have to deal with it. And because you're dealing with it, um, something unique that you could not have planned for and is not in your mind to even think to do kind of comes out of that. Um, I find that to be such a great element of art and we don't always talk about that as artists, but you know, if you look back at a lot of great films and I'm sure a lot of other great, um, things in art, you'll probably find that a lot of artists didn't get what they want, but they made the most of it. And that's actually where their genius kind of arose. That's where their, their voice comes from, their, their individuality, right? Like Evan, when you were talking about that, it reminded me of, um, I've studied a, a lot on Alfred Hitchcock and Alfred Hitchcock just saw his actors as cattle, right? I mean, people don't realize, but but he he started in silent films. I mean, he was he was he directed Britain's first hockey. You know, I mean, this guy's been doing it forever, and he had run-ins with actors who were like, "Well, I'm a method actor. I'm supposed to do it this way." He's like, "You're not acting. You're being difficult. <laughs> I need this in the scene." He's like, "I need you to look up there when you come out." He's like, "My character wouldn't look up there. He would do this." He's like, "I don't care. Find a way to do it." He looks up there, and the guy used it. And it was a great scene and they only did one take. They, they put it in the movie. It's that, it's that authentic thing. You still need to collaborate. It's a collaborative thing. You don't want to do it. And they say, I don't care. Do it. You use that. You know, it's, it's, it's using the moment. It's using what's real to find out what's authentic. And when you do that, when you really tap into like, oh, I don't want to do that. That doesn't feel real. And you use that frustration. That's where you find your individual voice. That's where you find what you could offer to the role 
that no one else could do. Mm. Mm. It seems like there's a kind of a defiance, right? Like, like it's like, um, nature, like mother nature in a sense will push everybody in a certain way and everything in a certain way, like the COVID thing that we're in right now. And it will force you to be like, okay, this is where it's at. And now you don't get a choice about that. That's like a tidal wave and you just have to respond. And like, when I think about what we're discussing here as an actor or writer, even a director, it's like, okay, this is the location I have. I don't have the one I want. This is the one I get. I don't get to stand where I want to stand on stage. This is where I have to stand. Director says, do this. But I have a voice. You know, as a writer, the story has to go here. They have to do this thing. But this character doesn't have to be okay with that. They don't have to do it willingly. You know what I mean? And this can bring out a kind of a life to our creativity, I'm finding, you know, in this conversation is like that defiance, that kind of like, I'm going to make the most of this because kind of like, fuck you. Like, you know, like it is what it is, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not a silent voice in this matter just because I'm being pushed to do this this way. Absolutely. And like, yeah, I mean, you could be quiet and you could give up and you could just say, well, you know, you could not write that day. You could not show up for filming. You could make a fuss, but like, or you could just do your job, right? If it's your job or whatever your thing is and just make the most of it. And I think that's part of that, that artist defiance. I think it's important. Yeah, there's a there's a silver lining in everything, in everything, you know, and in those moments where I'm like, ah, my, even in those moments where you're frustrating me, but my character would not do this, but I need the character to do this. I'm like, whoa, I know something, you know, like I know more about my character than I thought because I know that he hmm. doesn't want to do this. And you can you can build it into their arc. You can use it. You can ask questions and go, is this character going where I thought he was going? You know? Because it's more, um, it's more important, in my opinion, to be authentic to what the character wants to do than what I want to do as a storyteller. And so if I can tell a more enriching uh, story by what the characters need than what I feel I need to hit the audience in the head with the theme or whatever point <laughs> I'm trying to make, then I think that's more important. And that's why, that's why I, I think the best art comes from someone who makes a silver lining from, you know, um, Django Unchained, mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio cut his hand open and he used the blood and he's rubbing it on the guy's face. And it's just like, that's, that's something only he could do. You know, it's, it's, it's what Evan talked about. It's, it's, it's using it. It's going, you know what you get this and buddy, you want me to stand in this way? Well, you're <laughs> going to get this. And I bet you anybody in the audience is like, what am I watching here? Like this feels really authentic, you know? So it's, it's about finding the silver lining, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's these interesting explorations that happen when in the creative process, things that you're sometimes forced to explore on a level that you, you know, weren't expecting to have to do. Um, like one of the, there's like a sensation that I get with, pretty much like, especially within storytelling, whether it's like a book or a television show or a movie. And I always love this feeling that I'm getting, it's a, it's a kind of quality of attention that was paid to something, you know, that's just like where I get this feeling of, wow, you really sat and thought about what would this actually look like? You know, and one thing that it's like, it might seem kind of like a weird example to bring up, but I think it was from the second season of The Walking Dead. <laughs> uh, and there's a scene between, um, between Rick and Shane. I think it like, was like the final episode of the second season or something where they realized that like one of them, like the, like one of them is going to have to kill the other person. And I don't, like, have you seen The Walking Dead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're like yeah. standing in this field having this conversation and this whole con and like the whole thing is ridiculous, you know, like in, to a certain extent, it's like, we've got a zombie apocalypse, you know, like, and like the, all this drama that's going on with like his family and this guy and all, but like, here were these, this moment of these two guys standing in this field who desperately didn't want to be in this situation who were in this situation. And I was just like, wow, this like despite how crazy the situation is i there was such a sense of 
reality to it. There was such a sense of meaningfulness and impact and like uh, of writers who are like, what would this actually be like for these two guys to be sitting here having this conversation with each other? You know, like there's, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. I do. And you know, all great change, real change comes from conflict. It comes from uncomfortability. So I think whether it's you as an actor being told what the director wants and fighting that, or me writing something um, and feeling that it's all torn up, I think that's when you know you're onto something because you want those dilemmas, right? Because that's where real art comes from. That's where real creativity comes from because you're making difficult choices, you know? Like Brandon, as a, as a director, I, I've heard stories from you about, you know, an actor doesn't, doesn't know what to do and they do this and do that. And then you talk to them and you give them an idea and then they, they just, they take off. You, you give them the information, you give them what they're looking for, but they have to make the decision. You don't, you don't spoon feed them, but you, you maybe give them away and then you let them make their choices. And I, I, I just, I find that, that uncomfortability, what I used to, I used to feel like, oh yeah, this is going really well. Oh yeah, this, everything's falling into place. When I read those screenplays back, it's like, yeah, it's okay, but my characters aren't really leading. You know, it's it's a little too, a little too much plot, not enough character. But I actually look at those points where you're like, oh, how am I going to mix these? That's when you know you're onto something because mm-hmm. that's, like I said, that's where real art comes from. That that confusion, those difficult choices, but that dilemma that you got to make, right? That's well, like an interesting point to make, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's that un it's that unknown space, you know, because I mean, I'm I'm a firm believer in the notion that all true creativity comes from the unknown space. Cuz how can it cuz otherwise it's contrived. Cuz if you already know then it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, then it's contrived at some level, but when you're in that space of like I don't know what's going to happen here or what's supposed to happen here, how these things are going to come together, that's when something new has an opportunity to arise. Yeah. So, I mean, for those writers out there who are maybe having those difficult days, maybe those are going to be your best days of writing. I, I mean, I look, there's a script I wrote probably about 15 years ago and um, it was actually about, it's interesting because it's before the whole sociopathy thing came out. Right. But I wrote about a guy with social, like a sociopath. He was the main character. He had conduct disorders. They called it in psychology, but like this, this kid, didn't know he had this issue. But meanwhile, everyone around him, like his social life is just kind of fucked up and he can't understand why. And he wants to, you know, he wants to have these relationships with people, but he's the kind of person that like, you know, he doesn't realize he has like a, a like a literally like a disease, right? Like a, like a, like a brain malfunction in a sense. And um, anyway, uh, I, I wrote it and he does this like terrible thing to a dog, right? Because he just like, he doesn't have the empathy and someone read it and they said, they just tore the shit out of it. They were like, this thing is like, blah, blah, blah. You're just doing it for shock value. And I can't believe that I finished this script because I honestly thought I let it go and walked away from it. I don't even remember finishing the script, but I, by some miracle finished the thing and I shelved it and I hid it from myself. 10 years later, 10 years, I pulled it out of an old box and I reread it and I was like, holy shit, this is really good. <laughs> like, but it was like, I could not see that. And like, I, I, another thing was like, just because it didn't fit with somebody else's model, I thought it was a bad script. So I hit it. Like I, I wrote it and forgot I wrote it, forgot I even finished it. And like, it just kind of points out that like, you don't always know what you're writing. Like you might be writing something that's really, really good. And like, you got to be very careful about letting the outside world and what you think should happen influence what you decide is good writing. That's a really great point. Because if you think about it, if you're too worried about what the outside world is saying or thinking, chances are we've seen it before. You know, it's the, it's the really thought provoking stuff that, that is, like I said, is, is where the best art is made from. Now, two of your guys' laws, experiences and relationships. Right. So you, you, you took someone's opinion 
on board and you finished it, which is good. You got to finish it. Even if you don't like it, I still, I'm a firm believer that you got to finish it because you just don't know. You don't know what it's going to be. You don't know. It might be the best thing you've ever written and you have no idea. You just let somebody influence you. But enough time goes by and you have enough experiences, right? You come back and you read it with fresh eyes, with life experience, and you have a new relationship to it, right? So experiences and relationship doesn't mean that it's what you're writing is bad. It just means that right now, maybe you're not ready to see what it really is. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just maybe society's not ready for it, you know? But I think that that by asking the questions, by getting to that place where you're uncomfortable, where you're making hard dilemmas, you're making choices, it's that's where the real value comes from because it's it's chances are we haven't seen it before. You know, there's a part of you that's wrestling with it. Maybe society's not ready for that. Maybe you do have to shelve it. Maybe you bring it out later and you go, wow, like way ahead of its time. You know, maybe it's more relevant at this point. But but yeah, you never you want to you want to take people's like opinions at face value. But ultimately, it's, it's you that's writing it. It's you that's the actor. It's you that's directing it. It has to come from the inside out. It can't come from the outside in. If it comes from the outside in, you lose your voice. And what's the point of writing it or acting in it or directing it? You know what I mean? I agree with that. <clears throat> I, Scott, you've, you've mentioned another, another word you've used a lot in this conversation is, or, or a term that you've been saying has been about voice and finding my voice, finding your voice. Um, just like, describe that that process about about how you've how you've been getting closer and closer to discovering that and and hearing what your voice actually is because that can be a tricky thing to navigate for an artist, especially in in early stages. Is like, well, what what is my voice? How do I know? that this is my voice and you know, like that, that's, it's, it's a bit of a quagmire, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, there's no real way to know that you found your voice until you kind of find it. You know, it's like, if I could use an analogy, it's like, it's like being in a relationship, being in a few relationships with someone. And they're like, how did you know when this person was the one? You're like, you just know when you know, you know, you know, when you get there, you don't know what you're looking for, but you know, when you find it, I don't think I've really found it yet. I found some elements of it, but it's, it's about the journey. I mean, I, I had this idea for this, for the screenplay that I've really wanted to write because there's this poignant climax. I think it's a, a really good story. It's, it's got themes of, of um, masculinity. Um, and what it means to be a man and a modern man and and being yourself versus society deeming you a toxic man and 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 I really thought that I was going to write this thing and I mentioned it to Brandon one day and he just said yeah but why would I want to see that and it and it it shook me a little bit and and it's it's great to get that outside feedback um because if I would have just resisted that and went, no, 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 I mean, I'm not going to hear that because that's difficult to hear. I don't think I would have found the project that I'm going to be writing next. But, you know, he he said, what you need to do is you need to write something that you really, really care about. And and so I went back to the drawing board and I thought and I and I and I wrote stuff out and I, I jotted down ideas and I, I started thinking about what what does it mean to find my voice? What what does it look like on the page? What does it look like in my mind? And and then one day I was talking to my dad. I, I'm a huge believer in osmosis, creative osmosis. Hmm. You don't find your ideas thinking about them. You find your ideas after you've thought and thought and thought and thought and thought, and then you take a break and then it just comes, right? And that's not genius. That's not like a moment of inspiration. That's doing the work and then being comfortable enough to let it go and being open at all times. But I got on the phone with my dad and I was telling him about this new way um, that I had put together of that I was speaking about earlier about how to structure this thing. And I was like, well, here, dad, let's just off the top of my head. And I relayed this story. And 
I was like, holy shit, like, I really want to write this. Like, this is really, really good. And it wasn't like, I think people are going to love this. In fact, there's, there's actually a couple of movies out there that, that broach a similar topic, but this, but it didn't matter to me because this is something that I wanted to write. It was different enough that it was mine, but, but it's, it's certainly not groundbreaking in, in terms of like, it's, it's a relationship thing. It's about a family. And, and so we, I mean, how many times have you seen a, a movie about a family or a movie about a relationship? Right. But it's, we've all got families and we've all got relationships, <laughs> right? So it, it's, it's kind of a trope in itself, but it, it's about the individual characterization. It's about examining things. You can take something that, that is a cliche and, and, it, and stop it from being a cliche when, when you dig into it. And so for me, that was when I, I, I felt a strong sense of like, this is my voice. Like, I get it now. I am excited to write this. It was something inside of me that the pilot light just went and somebody turned on the heat and it was just like, I have to write this. Right. And, and so that was, that was a good way of finding my voice. But again, it, it, it all comes back to being authentic. Never, ever, if, if there's any screenwriters out there, don't write what you think people want to hear, write something that is burning inside of you. And if you can't find something that's burning inside of you, keep looking because it, it, it's in there. There's something in there that'll make you slam your fist down in anger and be like, okay, I have to examine this. Because for me, I think my voice is in the examination of something. I can take something generic and examine it and go in there and, and make it, find the characterizations, find the truth in there. And, and, and I, think, I think cliches come from a broad spectrum of things, but as we get more and more and more from the macro into the micro, I think that's when you, that's when you find your nuance. That's where your voice lies for me anyway. Yeah. I think that's important. I mean, I've been hired to write scripts and I've gone through that process of writing what somebody wants to happen or what needs to happen, these certain events. And I mean, Evan and and you actually, as well, you guys were there through one of the more challenging versions of the project. And for me to find my voice in that one, it took a lot of work. It was, it was very difficult. Um, and ultimately at the end, when I actually did find something that actually started to work, that started to make it into something like interesting and captivating. Um, what I found was that it went in a way that I never really would have expected. And I needed to call on my own experiences, um, to bring something into it that was unique. And I found that it's kind of like what you're talking about a bit, Evan, where it's like the director wants me to stand here and I don't, this isn't good for me to stand here. Like I, that's not what I want to do. I want to go here or this is boring. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is like, and it's like, okay, but if I have to do that, <laughs> does it have to be boring? And if it's not going to be boring because that's not the standard I want to write at what in me makes this come to life. Right. And Scott, I think what you're kind of reminding me of is how, how it's kind of at the end of the day that the, the, the most, the highest priority, the, the most important thing is your own voice. And then whatever you do, wherever you're forced to show up or whatever's forced happening around you, you continue to show up with that, with that voice, you know, with that idea of, you know, Yes, I, I completely agree. And I was, I'm glad you, you said this because it allows me to circle back to, um, to something that I wanted to say earlier. And that was, you know, Evan, when you were talking about The Walking Dead and that scene, um, you have no idea what those actors brought personally, right? So when I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, when I'm, <clears throat> sorry, when I'm confused and I'm having one of those off days that I need to turn into a good day, and you, you know, story needs this. I want to write this. Character wants to do this. You, you imbue that frustration into the screenplay. You imbue that frustration into the character. You know, mm. it's, it's, it's your frustration at, I don't want to stand there. I don't care. Stand there. Fine. I'm standing here. And people are like, oh, endlessly watchable because it's real, right? Because you've informed what's really going on with you. That's, that's it. If, if, if I were to 
say what true creativity is. It comes from the, the contrast, the conflict of things that come from a real place. The ownership of that is what anybody wants to watch, what they want to read, what they want to see, you know? It's how many great writers do you think wrote a novel that just didn't feel like writing that day and just used that, and, you know? I mean, it, it's, it's everything. It's everything in creativity. If you don't bring that honesty, it's, it's paint by numbers, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it reminds me of something. I, I did this, um, this course by uh, this guy named Rob Bell. He put together this, this course on just communication. And before he like taught any sort of nuts and bolts about communication, he just says like, let's like first address sort of what it is to be a communicator. And one of the first things that he says in this course is just like, you are the medium. It's like everything that you communicate is coming through you. So if you just had like, you know, an argument with somebody (laughs) before you like you've stepped out, like that's all like that's all inside of you. And he's like, and like, you don't necessarily have to try and like stop it or prevent it. You, but you do need to be aware of it because that is going to color everything (laughs) that's like, that's, being communicated. Yeah, that is a really good message. I mean, you are the medium. And I think, you know, all these talks that we do, Evan, that's really what it kind of comes back down to. And it's, it's refreshing, you know, like we've done a lot of uh, inner, you know, chats, you and I like getting our focus topics done and really clarifying what we're trying to share and put out there in the world. But it's refreshing to get another artist on the talk because it is a reminder. It's like, yeah, the artist is the medium whatever is happening, what, whatever their expression is for Scott, it happens to be screenwriting, but it's like, even if he ended up being a painter, it didn't really matter because he's the medium. And it's so interesting mm-hmm. to kind of have an interview with an artist and kind of be reminded of that. And I'm sure as the more interviews we do, we're going to be reminded of that more, but um, this has been great that way. Um, I just want to share the beer I'm having. Cause I don't know if I'm the only one. <laughs> You are the only one having beer, but I'm glad having you're a Sunday the, brew. I'm glad you're keeping the 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 tradition trucking along here. Yeah, I'm just going to mention it just because it's tradition. Um, we might have had this before, but it's called the Wawa Wasa, and it's a a gooseberry. Um, it's like a it's kind of like a light sour. I was uh, really on the fence of getting it, but it's by Four Winds Brewing Co. Um, yeah, it's actually really delicious. I like it. They did a really good job. Um, so anyway, that's what I'm drinking today. And I figured I'd mention that just to keep the craft brew <laughs> going. It's not an ad or anything. We just like craft brew. It's brews on conversation. And it's the tradition of how this show started. So there you go. So there um, it is. To the roots. <laughs> so Scotty, um, we have some questions to ask you. We have questions that we want to ask everybody. And we gonna want to start to build a consensus of just unique ideas. And I'm sure many things will come out, but you're one of the first, or you are the first actually that we're going to ask these questions to. So you kind of answered one of them already, but we'll review it. Sure. It was exciting that it actually went that way. So we were pretty happy about that. I'm, I saw Evan smirk. I know I did. Um, <laughs> so let's do these questions, my man. What's the most important book you have ever read? That's a really good question. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, probably this one. It's called Screenplay Writing the Picture. And it's important because it has... It's written by Robin Russon and William Missouri Downs, and they are um, screenwriting faculty at UCLA. And it's important for two reasons. One, because it has, it has everything you need from the blank page, no idea, to a completely marketed screenplay story idea. Um, and I think that's very important. But... It's more important because I realized that you can have all the technical answers in the world and still be completely lost. (laughs) So it was important for me to realize how important 
the me is in what I'm creating, not just having the technical ability to do it, you know? Cool. So the, the book, storyteller. Yeah. the book helped you see that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Great. All right. Next question. What film has made the, what film has had the greatest impact on you? Two films. Um, the, the one that had the biggest emotional response in me um, was growing up was Forrest Gump. Mm. It, it hit me, it ripped open something within me and I cried for like, for like a day and a half after I watched that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it was, but it, it, it ripped the bandaid open and I just, I just couldn't stop. It reached me so profoundly. Um, and the other is, is probably my favorite movie of all time. And that's the director's cut of kingdom of heaven. Um, kingdom of heaven just, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's rich with themes. It's not pretentious. It's, it has a message and, and ultimately it's, it's just, it's a beautiful story about people. And to be honest, it my it has my favorite thing in it. And that is the flat arc character. So that is the protagonist that does not change. That's the protagonist that shows the rest of the world that how to live. So mm. the enduring, my favorite movies are the characters that endure the bombardment to change, to change, to change. And they just don't. And in the end, the world around them changes and sees like, yeah, this guy was right. You know, the, the hacksaw ridges, the, the gladiators, things like that. You know, I'm embarrassed to say that I actually haven't seen the movie, but you. Oh, make sure you watch the director's cut. Okay. It's, it's um, written by one of my two favorite screenwriters of all time. Um, and William Monaghan. He also wrote, you know, Departed, things like that. Mm. Um, and directed by Ridley Scott. Very, very, very good movie. Make sure you watch the director's cut because it's like 45 minutes of pure connective tissue at the theatrical release. You're just like, what is this movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, good stuff. Good to know, good to know. Okay, next question. What's a song that takes you somewhere? Storms in Africa by Enya. Um, is a is a staple that I go to when I'm when I'm writing. It stems from I had this um, this teacher in uh, junior high, and his name was Mr. Myatt. And he we had a double, we had an English double with a break in between. And um, he used to play Enya on really really low, and he used to get us creatively writing. And it's actually something I try and I still to this day try and tap into when I'm trying to write more intuitively when I try and see who these characters are and I just write for the sake of writing and trying to understand instead of doing what I think people would love to see. And there comes a point where, you know, you, you look up and both classes are done and the break in between was done and you didn't stop and you realize that everybody had gone on break and you just didn't stop. So, um, storms in Africa. I really love my Enya and, uh, I like my, I like my, my Bon Iver. Holocene, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, those, those bring me to a place where I feel like I can write from the inside out. So it's, it's tapping into that spot. And then if I need to change my music to write something more aggressively, I'll listen to that, but I, I have to start from one of those places. You know? Terrific. Cool, man. All right. So this is one of the questions that we kind of already talked about, but let's, let's look at it again. Sure. Where do you think creativity comes from? Mm. Yeah, I think it comes from the willingness to put ego aside and be real in the moment. I think it comes from conflict. I think it comes from making sense out of chaos. You know, I think when things are too perfect and too happy, that it's bullshit. And so, yeah, when you get to that point where you have no idea, you know, there's sometimes I've, I've watched some shows. There's a show called Firefly years ago that I used to watch. And mm -hmm. there's one point in every episode where you're like, how are they going to get out of this one? <laughs> you know, and they always seem to find a way out. And I think as an artist, that's something you want to strive for is how the hell am I going to figure this one out? And I think that's when you know you're on to something. Mm. And it goes back to always use what's within you, you know? 
Oh, I, know. You. I, I, yeah. I, I had a, my, my favorite acting teacher I ever had, he was, when he was teaching us about how, like the kind of place you want to put yourself as an actor when you're performing, he had this one expression. He was just like, it's like, it's like you've painted yourself in a corner. <laughs> He's like, that's yeah. what you want to do. You want to paint yourself in a corner and you know, it's like, and now you've got to find your way out somehow. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's the difficult choices. That's it's, you know, it's like failure is more important than success. You know, you don't learn anything by succeeding. You go, okay, people like that, that worked, but what did I really learn? You know, did I really grow? The growth comes from the uncomfortability. The growth comes from the discomfort. It comes from making that decision where you're like, oh, I'm agonizing over this. That's that's where the truth comes from, man. It really is. Awesome. Okay, two more questions. Mm-hmm. How do you find inspiration? Um, I, I manufacture it. So... There's a lot of times when, when you don't want to write, I've never, to be honest, I've never really felt the like, Oh my God, the, the blank page. Oh, it's so scary because I'm, I've, I've worked to a place um, where I'm, I'm, I'm accepting, I'm comfortable to write crap, but it's, it's once you get into it, once you, once you start writing, you literally write, I do not know what to write today. Start from there. That's what it has to be. But once you're into it, there comes a point where the flow hits and that's where the muse is. So it's, it's not that the muse isn't there. It's not that the inspiration isn't there. It's about your willingness to work until you find it, but you have to believe that it's there. You have to be open to it. You can't be like, well, it's supposed to be this today. No, 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 no. It has to just, you'll know it when you feel it. You'll know it when you feel it, but you have to be willing to sit down, start, and see where the journey takes you. And I guarantee you, every time I write, there was a time I was writing a, in my last screenplay, I'll tell you a little, little story quickly, but I had to write this big climax and Brandon read some of it. And it was, it was just like, oh, I just don't want to, I just, I just want to, you know, I just want to eat dinner and I just want to sit down and I want to watch something and I want to just tune right out. And I was like, no, that's not what I want to do. I'm not writing because I have to. I'm writing because this is what I really want. All right. And I started slogging away. And then, you know, within 15 minutes, my wife was like, hey, dinner's almost ready. And I was like, what? Because I was so into what I was writing, you know, and, and the same thing happened. We ate dinner and then it was time to come back to it. And it was just like, oh, I'm so emotionally drained. I don't want to go back there. But within 15 minutes, it was like, I got to finish this. I stayed up till 1130 <laughs> finishing it, you know, but it's, yeah, it, it comes by doing it. Inspiration's not an accident. Awesome. Nice. All right. Last question. I like that. Inspiration is not an accident. That's, that's quotable, my friend. That is quotable. <laughs> yeah, that is very quotable. Nice one. You don't always get a quote, you know? <laughs> All right. Last question. What is one thing you would tell your childhood self? Oh, I tell him a lot of things. Just if I had to choose just one. All right. It's a two parter. I would say you're enough and don't quit. Just stick with it. Your voice is enough, but just stick with it. You know, there's a lot of messages I could give, but those are the two Reddit part of it. Because I don't think, I don't think many people really feel they're enough. And I think some of the best art in the world comes from the wrestling with that idea that maybe I'm not enough. But it's those that stick with it that end up getting where they want to go. You know, that's, that's what I would say. Nice, man. That's, yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. Well, well, okay. Well, let's, let's wrap up some final thoughts. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if there's any final thought, uh, Scott, that you want to share or anything, um, you know, about yeah, the talk so, that we had today, but is there any last notes? Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm signed up for a, for an eight week course, um, uh, Hollywood, uh, movies and TV writing. Um, it's a, 
it's an eight week course. It starts in uh, early June and it ends in at the end of July. It's uh, by Corey Mandel. And um, I am excited about it. I'm going to be doing this course in the hopes of trying to um, better define my characters, to better get in touch with them, and and to better mold those three different directions that you want to go to so that I have many, many more days of flow. Um, and so I'd, I would love to come back if you guys would have me on, not to just like, oh, this is what I learned, but this is what he taught me, but my relationship to things, you know? I would like to see where my where my creativity level is, where my confidence level is. I'd like to come back and just tell you about the experiences that I had because I'm I'm ready to throw my ego aside and just dive right in and see where it takes me, you know. Yeah, and you ended up in that course because you heard a podcast with him on it, right? That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's um, very cool. Yeah. He was interviewed on a podcast and Scott heard him talk, was so inspired by that conversation that he went off and signed up and took and made a big investment because this guy's like top of the top. And he said, that's it. I'm doing this course. Like, and just put yeah, it, put and, it. And he, he, he actually wrote battlefield earth. And <laughs> he, even, he even talks about that. He says, he, the, the, the podcast guy was like, what happened? <laughs> You're a good writer. What happened? And he said, what I handed in is not what was made, but Sometimes that's just part of the creative process. You just got to let something go, you know, and, and it is what it is. So, mm. but, uh, yeah, it was, it's about, it's about that voice, right? I, I watched or I read it or I list, sorry, I listened to it. I read about him. I watched some stuff on him, and I, and it, and it osmosis. And it wasn't like, yeah, I'm going to learn from this guy. It was just like, wow, I like his ideas. I like the way he has an approach. And then a couple of days later, I just went through it. I just want to see where this direction could take me. And, and just, hey, it, it, it may teach me some stuff. It may not. I might have a really horrible experience, which might end up being exactly what I need. I have no expectations. So exciting. Podcast, podcast. <laughs> uh, Evan, what, do you, what are your last thoughts on this bad boy? Oh, um, I mean, we covered so much, so much ground on this one that it's it's hard to really pin anything down. Like I... I loved a lot of the elements of, you know, exploring the curiosity and that it, none of it goes to waste, you know, like that. It's like where, whatever you explore creatively is never a wasted effort. Um, and, and just towards the end there again, like that, just that quotable line, it's worth repeating, you know, it's like inspiration is not an accident <laughs> or is not accidental. Oh, am I already misquoting it? That's <laughs> it's one of my, it's one of my trademark moves, Scott, in case you don't know. <laughs> You're just bringing your own self to it, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just lots of you. You've brought a lot of beautiful um, wisdom, as well as some terrific reminders, just for me personally about this, about creativity and being creative, and and that feeling process and where it all comes from, and just. Um, just a, the, a beautiful embrace of everything that comes with it. And, and so that's maybe what I would say is, is just like embrace if you're a creative person and you're creating something and whether the days are flowing or the days are, are have struggle, just remind yourself that this is what comes with it. You know, this is all the natural part of the whole thing and just, and soak all of it up, you know, find the joy in, in, in all of, all of those moments. It's the journey, man. It's a life well lived, especially those days where you're like, what am I doing? I mean, that's that you're going to look back on those and be like, man, that was a day I really learned something, you know? Yeah. You're living, you're living as an artist. What could be better? Well, I think for me, and I'll, I'll just wrap this baby up. I think what's been really cool about having you on the podcast, Scott, is one thing is that, you know, we threw out our laws, you know, we threw out these artists laws that Evan and I have come up with after years of podcasting and talking about this stuff. And every one of them, you're like, everyone, like, what are we going to talk about? You're like, every one of these laws. And we were like, I was just thinking, man, that's so cool because 
like all the work that we've done to kind of put this podcast together, like it, when you come on and you say something like that, it kind of reminds us that like, okay, well we're on to something like, so for me, that's been really cool. And I just want to kind of like, um, kind of acknowledge you for, you know, just bringing all those elements, like all the laws we've ever talked about in artistry, you kind of brought them all into this conversation. And I mean, it just kind of reaffirms that like, this is, this is good. This is going in that right direction. And I think that, um, you know, the last thing that I'll just say is like, you two are my best friends, you know, you guys are like a couple of my best friends and it's awesome to have you on the podcast because, you know, before you came on, I'm like, ah, I talk to Scott all the time. Like I know so much about what's going on for his process. Like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. And yet you come on and totally surprise me. And we talk about just awesome stuff that just like, you know, it's like you can never stop getting to know somebody. So for me, what's really cool about this has been a, an exploration of you and our friendship and artistry all together in one. And that's, that's an awesome. Thanks, man. I, I think you guys are on the right track because, you know, it's two guys on a podcast. Ever heard of that before, you know, but you're, it's about how deep you go. It's about how open you guys are. It's about putting your ego to the side. You guys are genuinely, genuinely curious about what people have to say about what you can impart about what can be learned. And, and I, I really love you guys, um, openness and your curiosity and, and the way you just put ego to the side. I really think what you guys are doing is a, is a, is a very important currency as well. Keep at it guys. Thank you very much. All right. Well, that's it from us. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.